0: Welcome to the Nerdy Merc, where you will find all things comic books, culture, current events, and the like. This is Jeff, and I am the Nerdy Merc. Make sure you like the podcast, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. So, as I have mentioned before, I'm a fan of Tucker Carlson. He's on Fox News Monday through Friday in the evenings. He's one of their anchors, if you don't know. Friday Night show... He dedicated the entire first segment, which is about 20 minutes or so, simply talking about how good America is. He actually took a break from all of the news, the election, the, all that stuff, and decided to focus only on positive things. I really, really enjoyed that. And that's something that we need to do sometimes. Take a break from all of the input and just have some fun. Focus on what makes you happy. So that's what I'm going to do this entire first segment It's just going to be fun, goofy, whimsical, and nerdy things And in that spirit This, of course, means it is trivia time And this week's trivia Which famous pop star once tried to buy Marvel comic books Just so he could play either Spider-Man or Professor X Which famous pop star once tried to buy Marvel comic books so that he could play Spider-man or Professor X Answer will come this Friday dun, dun. <laughs> oh I love that music and uh, once again rest in peace Alex Trebek you're listening to the nerdy Merck? I don't want you, <laughs> One Christmas is you. Uh-huh. It is Mashup Monday, and you are listening to uh, what is uh, affectionately referred to as Mariah Manson. So, I, I first heard this mashup a few months ago, and... And I got to say, it was a lot of fun to listen to. You can go on YouTube, just type in Mariah Manson, and you'll get the video that was made for this. And it's a mashup of Marilyn Manson, the beautiful people, and obviously Mariah Carey, all I want for Christmas is you. And it totally works. <laughs> so, Mariah Manson, all I want for Christmas is the beautiful people. Go check it out and enjoy this while, while, you, while you do that way it's fresh and- Bring it home, girl. And that right there is why I'm the best. Okay, nah, I'm not the best. But that right there is what makes me me. I bring you the stuff that you want to hear. Mariah, excuse me, Mariah Manson, All I Want for Christmas is the Beautiful People. We Today feels even though I know it's not the first day of winter it's the first day that really feels like winter to me anyway it's rainy and windy and cold so it's time to break out the christmas well not the decorations it's too cold for that crap but it's definitely time to break out the christmas spirit and all I want for christmas is the beautiful people the beautiful people <laughs> you're listening to the nerdy merk do you ever look at something and just say, I wish you would die. I know you're saying, wait a minute, Jeff. I thought we were talking about positive things. This is a positive thing. I am talking about the star, Beetlejuice. Now, most people love Beetlejuice. You're talking about that crappy 1980s Michael Keaton movie? And first off, them fighting words. That was one of the best movies ever. Thank you very much. I don't care. You know what? I don't care what you say. It's just like Howard the Duck. One of the best movies ever, and it's freaking awesome. So, Beetlejuice is, if you look at the constellation Orion, and I got to say, I am one of those people. Yes, I have a favorite constellation. Naturally, I have an astronomy background. And my favorite constellation is Orion the Hunter. Now, you can start seeing Orion late September, early October in the... In the in the um oh lord, use your brain, use your words, Jeff. In the eastern sky as he rises up above the horizon after the sun goes down. And he'll he'll stay in the sky pretty much until um, oh, I'm wanting to say I don't know, end of February, March, something like that. So he's around for about half the year. And Orion the Hunter, if you ever looked at him, because you got the three stars that make up his belt. And you go straight up, and it kind of looks like it has got his arms spread. The actual constellation is, is, there's far more to it than what you can see from inside any city. But if you look up at the top left kind of star, you're going to notice that it kind of has like a reddish, orangish tint to it. That star is Betelgeuse. Now, if you were to supplant Betelgeuse and put it right where our sun is, Betelgeuse would expand, like the, the actual outer edge of Betelgeuse, the fo- the photosphere, would extend all the way out, to, I want to say past Mar, Yeah, past Mars, almost to Jupiter. It is a massive, massive star. And it is a variable brightness star, which means that it kind of fluctuates here and there. Um, and, you know, it gets brighter, it gets dimmer. So, that's pretty common in stars that are near the end of their life because what they do is they kind of pulse. As the... At the core, you know what, I'm not going to go into a super super complicated physics lesson here. But just trust me and say, they kind of pulse. And that's why they get bigger. And as they get bigger, their surface area uh, gets larger. And therefore, they increase in luminosity. And when they shrink, they decrease in luminosity. So, we know Betelgeuse is near the end of his life. Now, at the end of his life, could be the next million years. It could be Tomorrow. Uh, it's approximately, if I remember correctly, about 600 light years away, so it may have already blown. Now, Betelgeuse will end in a supernova. We know this. Uh, and it may have already blown, and we just haven't seen the light yet because it takes a light 600 years to get to us. You know, So, I mean, if it blew around the time George Washington was sailing across the Potomac on Christmas Eve to go slaughter some, some uh, redcoats... Then we're not going to see that light for another three hundred years or so, three hundred and something, three hundred and sixty years. So I don't know. I'm not going. I'm not going to do that math off the top of my head. But oh, I think I'm about right. Dang, I'm good. Anyway, so but when it does, and this is why I look up to it. Too, so I, this is why I look up to it and 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 say, I wish you'd just die, because. What's going to happen is it is going to, now, it's going to equal um, uh, about 10 days, approximately 10 days after it blows, it is going to rival the full moon in brightness. But that brightness is going to be focused in a single pinpoint of light from our perspective. You're going to be able to see this thing during the day. You're going to be able to see this thing at night you know, whichever, wh- wherever the earth happens to be at the time when this happens, you're going to be able to see this thing no matter what time of day or night it is. And you will be able to see it for several weeks uh, during the day and a few years at night. Now, when I say the, it rivals the full moon in brightness, that's uh, what's called apparent magnitude. And I'm not going to go into magnitudes, but... Just know that the sun is about minus 26 in apparent magnitude. The full moon is about a minus 13 or 14 in apparent magnitude. And currently, our Betelgeuse's average is about um, is about a positive one or so. It's one of those things like the 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 further down in the negative scale you go, the brighter it gets. Well, when it blows, it's going to jump up immediately to in that 10, 11 range, and then after the course of about 10 days, it's going to 10 to 10 days to three months roughly, it's going to it's going to get up right up to the uh, the the upper limit of the brightest part of the moon. But again, the moon is is a half a degree disc that you can see in the sky. That minus 14, roughly apparent magnitude is all concentrated on that whole disk. This will be concentrated that same level of brightness in in one single pinpoint of light. And then you'll get to and then you'll still be able to see it over the course of about the next three years uh, um, at night. and you'll hit probably at about the thousand day mark is when it'll dim to the point where um, uh, human eyes can see it on a clear night. And a little bit past that, it, it will it will drop out of view from even binoculars. So, so looking forward to that happening. <laughs> Too bad. Um, uh, you know, human lives are so fleeting when it comes to the, compared to the life of a star. You know, I mean, Beetlejuice is literally on its deathbed, signing its last will and testament. But that could take 100,000 years. I'm really hoping that it doesn't and that it's already that sometime in the next 30 years or so, I will get to see this happen. I'm, I'm not kidding. I look up to it all the time and and just say that. Uh, this is, of course, according to an article from astronomy.com um, published earlier this year, and I came across it earlier. Now, this is something I've long opined about. So, anyway, hope you enjoyed that. You're listening to The Nerdy Merc. She hears only whispers of some quiet conversation She's coming in 12.35 The moonlight wings reflect the stars that guide me to more salvation I stopped an old man along the way Hoping to find some. to sing. Hurry boy is waiting there for you. That is actually one of my favorite cover artists. The guy's name is Leo Maracchioli, M-O-R-A-C-C-H-I-O-L-I, and his website is leocovers.com. This guy has made a career out of making cover music. And here's just a little bit of it. Obviously, this was the first song by him I think I'd ever heard, and it led me to other music by him. And I got to say, I, I really enjoy a lot of his stuff. He takes, uh, let me according to his website, he covers a wide variety music genre, covers a wide variety music, should be a wide variety of music genres, in his songs and makes it into his own metal version. I mean, he does Rockin' Around the I mean, I'm just looking at the website right now. He's got a whole bunch of YouTube videos up there. He does Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, another one Bites the Dust. Ooh, I'm going to have to listen to that one by Queen. Uh, does some Tom Petty, Free Falling, and, of course, there is far more. Uh, I know, like, I have probably all of his albums downloaded from uh, Apple Music. They're all there. If you have Apple Music subscription, go check him out. He does so much stuff, and it's, it's all a lot of fun, so... I hope you enjoyed this. I enjoy listening to his music, and oh man, he does, <laughs> he does the Scooby Doo song. Must have done that for Halloween. Ha! Huh. Cool. Brian Adams, Summer of '69. And this—I'm just scrolling on his website. This is just a small sampling of the stuff he does, and of course, you know, all music videos included with these. And the music videos he makes are a whole lot of fun. It's got a super hot chick that sings along with him. You heard her voice back there a second ago. So, if you like if you like what you're hearing, go check him out. Okay, Uh, it's you know I'm not getting paid to promote him or anything. Obviously, I'm sure he does well on his own. This guy, he's literally a one man band too. He's got his own drum set. He does his own vocals. He's got his own guitars. He literally records all of the music and then puts the tracks together into productions like what you're hearing. I mean, it's phenomenal. I I I love this guy. Uh, Anyway, if uh, yeah, if you like it, go check him out. Uh, LeoCovers.com, or uh, I think it's just Leo on Apple Music, probably on Spotify, too, or something like that. But, uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed that. You're listening to The Nerdy Merc. In the spirit of positivity... I had to slow down for that one, because I can just see myself getting just stumbling all over that. But in the spirit of positivity... I'm going to give a shout out to an organization that I think does excellent work and that is the Gary Sinise Foundation. Now, the Gary Sinise is of course, you know, the uh, Hollywood actor and a very uh, staunch supporter and advocate of veteran causes. Uh, Lieutenant Dan, I mean, surely everyone knows who Gary Sinise is by now. Lieutenant Dan from Forrest Gump and um Oh, crap, I forget the name of the, the, the astronaut he played in Apollo 13. I mean, just phenomenal actor all around, never has a bad part, in my opinion. So he's got a foundation, and this foundation is, does phenomenal work for veterans, as I said. But on their Facebook page yesterday, this was just kind of news to me. On Saturday's Salute... Okay, I'm, I'm recording on Sunday, obviously, so you're hearing this. So this would have been two days ago from your perspective. On Saturday's Salute, we honor game show host and animal rights activist Bob Barker. Before gaining fame for his 35-year stint hosting The Price is Right, Barker served in the U.S. Navy from 1942 to 1945. After finishing college, Barker enlisted as a naval aviation cadet and later trained to become a fighter pilot until World War II ended. Man, I tell you what, Every every day it seems like I'm hearing about a new a celebrity from that generation that was a veteran. I mean, it's truly the greatest generation indeed. I mean, maybe one of these days I'm just going to have to do a tribute to all of them. Man, yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do. Well, that's the end of this segment. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion, give me a call, 317-978-NERD. That's 317-978-6373. Find me on all the social medias or go to the website www.nerdymirk.com. Make sure you stick around for the next segment and thank you for listening.